Before we get stuck into today's podcast, I'd just like to ask you a favour. If you've ever got any value from this podcast, you could do us a massive favour by going to wherever you get your podcast from and subscribing to the show and leaving us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at go-rover, and that would be fantastic. So let's jump right into today's. Hi folks, so it's Matt here from the RCR podcast. Um, today I've got a couple of complete legends on the uh, on the podcast. These chaps have uh, had not one, but two Amazon bestsellers. Their company, Acorn Analytics, has won numerous awards right across the UK, and they've been widely featured uh, on both local and national news. So, without further ado, I would like to uh, welcome Neil Munro and Ian Stone to the podcast. How are you doing, chaps? Good, thank you. That's a hell of an introduction. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. Well, I got that. We we kind of share a mentor, don't we? And um, yeah, I got got that from Charlie. He said it's, 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 you should big people up. So there we go. We've, 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 we've done that one. We've done that one. I'll give you the ten half. Cheers. Yeah, that's it. That's (laughs) it. Um, So, I actually I can't believe we we've actually in 2022 we're going to have this this conversation to be honest and I'm going to go back I'm 45 this year I know it's hard to believe and I'm going to go back in time I was uh, I was 18 I just left college and I was working for Surrey County Council as a countryside ranger um, and I was quite young, quite impressionable. We lived in tied housing, and we had, um, I think there was about eight or nine of us on the on the countryside teams, and our boss was, uh, I can't actually remember his Christian name, and the reason for that is because we called him Corporal. Uh, he was, I think he was a corporal in the TA or something like that, so <laughs> like we, we kind of hero, hero worship this guy. And I'd been on the council for about, I don't know, maybe about nine or ten months, something like that, and he just... He just disappeared, just yeah. totally and utterly disappeared. Uh, anyway, it turns out that um, in the space of about six months, he had got he'd basically been exposed to asbestos sure. uh, at some point in his in his early career, and it killed him yeah. within like two months. Yeah. And I was absolutely absolutely <clears throat> gobsmacked. And I kind of he? he was fifty five, I think, something oh, okay. like that. Yeah. And I mean, it turned out uh, that I think it was actually his work that had exposed him to us. And I had tried to do a little bit of research ahead of this to see if there was any news stories or any background information on it, mostly because I'm totally embarrassed that I don't know his Christian name. And um, I think from what I can remember, they were breaking up uh, sheets on um, on old garages right. uh, and even though he ran the countryside team, this was just a bit of a just a bit of a bit of a side thing, really. That that he'd been asked to do as part of his job, and yeah, yeah he was sure. just that was it, gone. Wow, couldn't believe it. No, it's crazy. I mean, that's a that's a story that we hear uh, week in week out, um, time and again. There's people um, diagnosed with mesothelioma, and usually the prognosis um, is anywhere between six months to eighteen months. Is usually the average of how yeah. many people have got left to live. And I mean, what I guess because it's something that I know nothing about. We'll we'll come on to it. But what sort of places would you expect to find asbestos in this day and age now? Mm, yeah, there's, there's still quite a lot of asbestos in buildings. Um, right. There's approximately kind of five thousand different products containing wow. asbestos. Um, that can range from um, sort of general construction materials all the way through to kind of um, 
materials that we associate with products. Mm. So, for instance, you know, boilers, um, cookers, washing machines, um, especially even been used in kind of toys, medicines, wow. um, ironing boards, literally anywhere and everywhere. <coughs> and, and, and from the, our sort of main time of using asbestos to now, it's in the same locations. It's right. literally anywhere and everywhere. It could be domestic properties, uh, commercial properties, industrial properties. Um, like the, the, the main types that I think people think of it are garage roofs. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a biggie. And then um, pipe insulation, places mm-hmm. like that, in, in boiler rooms and stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's literally within thousands and thousands of properties and all over the country. I guess as, as an employer, um, we've got, I don't know, seven to eight surveyors who are out across the UK all the time. They work both on the aboricultural side of things, carrying out tree surveys and also the ecological side of things as well, doing ecology surveys. Now, the tree surveyors generally don't get exposed to um, buildings particularly much. I mean, sometimes there'll be self-set natural regeneration around buildings and things. They might have to try and get in there to get a tape measure in there. Yeah. And our clients range from kind of homeowners right the way through to um, architects, planning consultants, developers, etc., etc. I mean, as an employer that's sending staff out into those environments and particularly the ecologists that are doing um, potentially going into clients' roof spaces, yeah. where how do we get that information? How should that information be provided to us? Am I responsible for it? Where does that kind of yeah, sit? A bit of both. A bit of both, really. So, right. so Regulation 4 of the Control of Specialist Regulations, uh, 2012, um, requires um, asbestos to be managed in all non-domestic premises. So that means, you know, all commercial buildings, um, etc. It doesn't apply to domestic settings. Right. Um, so... There's a lot sort of involved with that, but essentially they have a responsibility to um, provide that asbestos information to basically anyone that requires it. Now, as an employer, um, under Regulation 5, identification of asbestos, you have a responsibility to assess the risk um, from asbestos before your employees go in. Right. And that covers any owning premises, so commercial or domestic. So you have a responsibility to make sure that your staff are safe. So where they're going on sites, um, you have to assess their risk um, on what's the chance of them being exposed to asbestos. So, for instance, in in your example where they're going into kind of rural sites, um, the potential is probably low. Um, However, there are cases where um, particularly kind of brownfield sites and um, even on sort of farms, etc., Asbestos has been used and extensively used, um, and potentially if they're disturbing anything while they're doing their works, mm. um, there could be there could be a risk there. Yeah, no, that's 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 interesting. It's interesting to hear because I don't think very many people are uh, aware of that, no. and that must be something you come across all the time. Yeah, the, the regulation four is 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 really kind of um, heavily not fully complied with. Um, lots of people think about. Um, when managing asbestos is just having a survey um, but it's really not about that it's about preventing people being exposed to asbestos and um, yes identifying if you've got asbestos is part of that but it's how you manage the risks and prevent people being exposed to it by coming into contact or damaging it um, 
But so that's on the regulation four. But regulation five again is really complied with. You know, if you've had some works done in your house, um, mm. how many times have you had an asbestos survey carried out by the contractor? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably none. It's very, very yeah. limited. I mean, that's the thing with, with Reg Four that in, in a commercial property there should be um, an asbestos register for when you enter. So your guys entering into that property, um, mm. they should be able to ask for it, um, view it, identify whether there's any asbestos within, like you said, in a in a loft um, to, to see whether there's anything in there before they go in. Um, and then if, if the next step, um, if it was part of a refurbishment project, for instance, um, again, there should be a refurb survey in place. Um, and on the commercial side, it's, it is a lot more in place because you have got um, construction companies, things like that, that yeah. do follow the rules. Um, it's a lot less on the, on the domestic front. And like Neil said, it's, it's I don't know, you, you do a, a project at Mrs Smith's house um, down the road, she's not going to have a clue no. about asbestos um, so that's where the reg 5 kind of falls to the employer to make sure that they've got that information so there's there's obviously a staff <coughs> training requirement there isn't there if you're yeah. sending if you're sending um, staff into those environments there's obviously uh, as a as a sensible employer there's obviously a requirement there a legal requirement there on you to make sure those staff are adequately trained so yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's the kind of thing that people could come to you for advice on and you would offer that sort of training would you yeah definitely definitely. asbestos awareness is the is Mm. the course that um most people in that scenario would be required to have i think i did one years and years ago i think when i worked for the council i'm fairly certain i did i couldn't remember anything about it now yeah Yeah, so nothing at all regulation 10 actually sort of specifies that if if um uh, you could come into contact with asbestos during your everyday um, work activities, then you have to have asbestos awareness training. So, yeah, so if you're you know, working in and around buildings, um, you have to have that, that um, training, and that has to be refreshed on an annual basis. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean to say you have to do the whole course, but, yeah, any sort of, like, gaps in your um, awareness has to be sort of updated. But on that one as well, it's um, anybody who's in charge of... Um, who can make decisions on a on a project or in charge of staff? Yeah. Um, so architects, for instance, they um, they should have asbestos awareness. Although they're not going and getting their hands dirty as such, they, um, they influencing. The yeah, works. they're influencing the work, so they they would fall into. Yeah, absolutely. Well. And I mean, there's a there's a lot of pressure on project stakeholders. And I mean, w- we see everything from very very small garden room projects right up to you know 100 houses 100 houses going in and everything uh, in between mm-hmm. and one of the areas where i see a lot of holes in all of this is um up and coming aspiring property developers who will i mean we're recording this um uh near a golf course in sutton coalfield and, and not far from here there's quite a high-end residential area and a typical kind of project for us would be we're contacted because one of those properties is going to be demolished mm-hmm. um that property is going to be demolished and there's a new property is going to go in on that on that yeah. site so we go in there and we look for ev- evidence of bats and all this kind of stuff and quite often these guys they're doing everything on a shoestring budget mm-hmm. as i'm yeah. sure you've come across you've been around the block um and you know that can be that can be a really really challenging challenging thing to 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 manage so i guess from my perspective from my own kind of um cpd and education there i should be asking for that uh information from them then before we send anybody to site so yeah 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 Yeah, Uh, definitely um on that it's a funny one though when you're talking about doing the tree surveys and things like that um we've we've come across asbestos uh that's been buried 
nobody knew about it. Yeah. Um, and when the, the tree was being removed, that's when the asbestos was identified yeah. um, in the roots and it had just kind of grown in around the roots and then it got disturbed that way. Well, there's, a, there's a, a strange one, actually, which, again, you may or may not have come across, but um, I've, I am aware of, I've not come across it myself, I've seen concrete but not asbestos, but I am aware of people filling cavities with mm-hmm. asbestos and then concreting over it because they thought that was a good thing to do to the tree um, because without getting really technical with, with trees, if you've got a, an oxygen-starved environment, there's less likely to be fungal pathogens in there. Sure. Um, so you know, if you've got a cavity in a tree and it's full of water, it's less likely actually for there to be substantial uh, rot in there because it's starved of oxygen. So people used to fill trees up with all sorts of stuff and yeah. then concrete wow. over the outside of it. Yeah. It's absolutely mental. That is mental. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. So um, I'm guessing that uh, uh, asbestos is it is it something that you can you can build a whole business around that, or are there other um, other connected elements that you guys get involved with as well? Um, well, we do we do the testing, the an- analytical services mm. for it as well. Um, so the air monitoring. Um, so when a project is being carried out by removal contractors. We project manage them and ensure that their works are being carried out to, to the safe standards. Um, and we air monitor and basically provide a final quality check on their work to say that they have completed their works um, to, to, to the specification. Yeah. Um, and that's another big thing as well. Um, that I mean, we, we on our podcast, we always harp on about the, the fact of the need for a specification. Yes. Um, because if you haven't got that spec in written in line with what the end user client actually wants Mm -hmm. the project can end up being very very different um because ultimately when the contractors price the project their way they um they choose what's best for them and not necessarily what's best for the client whereas we come at it with the consultant hat on yes ask those questions have those conversations uh, and make sure that um, that the outcome of that project is is literally bang on as per the spec. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 awesome, guys. You've been really, really generous with your time. Thanks for for coming in and having a chat with me. If there was one piece of information related to asbestos, I'm sure there's loads of other life lessons you could mm. impart on the listeners. But if there's if there's one piece of asbestos related information that you could uh, you could get the listeners to take away, what would what would that be? Well, there's loads really, but um, what, what I was just sitting here thinking is um, kind of the, the point to make is um, the asbestos regulations are really kind of written um, with the geared towards it's guilty until innocent. Yep. So you have to presume asbestos is present until you've got evidence it's not. Okay, so that, that means that it, it kind of stops anyone... Um, mistakenly going i didn't know asbestos was there because yeah. you should have all the checks in place um so you never get into an incident where you've disturbed it or you don't know it was present on site so yeah that's that's kind of it's guilty um until proven it's innocent of asbestos exactly. that's really useful that'll be going in the in the in the show notes yeah, you've got anything to add to that yeah. yeah just to add to that um for me it's kind of yeah just treat it like that think about asbestos um at the beginning of the project rather than later on as well um, because yeah. a, a lot of the times we get phone calls when the project's about to start 
Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the machines are on site, they're about <laughs> to roll in, and that's too late because a lot of the time we will find asbestos. Yeah. It then causes project delays, and that's a big headache for everybody across the board. Um, so, yeah, I'd take Neil's advice and think about asbestos at the beginning. Um, and First, that, not last. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone, anyone think that would be our catch Yeah, line? yeah, I know that's good. I'm sure I saw that on your, on your, on your website somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's very similar to ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know where I, don't know where I picked, that, picked that up from. And um, how can people get in contact with you guys? What's, your, what's the best way to get in contact with you? What's your website address? Yeah, so it's uh, Acorn Analytical Services. Our, our website's uh, acorn-as.com. Um, Myself and Ian are available um, on LinkedIn, so you can connect with us on there. Um, or, yeah, reach out to us on, on our website. I will put that in the show notes. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, chaps, and I will speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers bye, bye. You've been listening to Ask the Arb. Your host was Matt Harmsworth. To get your planning back on track, the next logical step is to go to www.go-roavr.co.uk right now and get your instant quote today.